Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Ripe Potatoes. Do it! What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steven. And I'm James. And we're here to Dude. tell you about movies. Yeah. And we're about to beat ass with this movie. Kick ass. What? How come nobody's ever tried to be a superhero? Well, I don't know. Probably because it's impossible. Putting on a mask and helping people? How's that impossible? Dude, if anybody did it in real life, they get their ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just standing around, you know. <laughs> no, not... Ah! <laughs> One and two, by the way. One and two. We're going to review them. But we're the right potatoes, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Anyway, let's just get into it. <laughs> Here's the info for Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was released on April 16th, 2010 and was directed by Matthew Vaughn. The film had a budget of 30 million USD and went on to make 96.2 million USD. The film is based on the comics created by Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. Did you read them? I have not. I have actually a lot of them, though. I have like some of the Hit Girl comics and then some of the actual like, Kick-Ass comics where they tra changed... The character of Kick-Ass to uh, a girl. Yeah. I I read um, Kick-Ass 1 and 2, I think around the time these movies came out. Okay. But I haven't read... They have 3, and then the Hit Girl, and then the new Kick-Ass. I, I haven't read those ones. Which I have pretty much all of those. Damn. So I'll just have to let scrounge them up. Let me read them. Alright, here's a synopsis. Using his love for comics as inspiration, teenager Dave Lazuski, Aaron Johnson, decides to reinvent himself as a superhero. Despite a lack of special powers, uh, Dave dons a costume, dubs himself Kick-Ass, and gets to work fighting crime. He joins forces with the father-daughter vigilante team of Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Then uh, befriends another fledgling crime fighter called Red Mist, Christopher Mintz Platts. Uh, but a scheming mobster soon puts their alliance to the test. True that. Which is great. <laughs> it is. This, this is... I don't know. It's a I, fun movie. I fucking love this movie. Which... We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, I really liked the first one. The second one, actually, for me, was Dumb Fun, and yeah. I, I actually liked it, too, but I guess we could talk about it at that time. But this yeah. is a good movie. I think that they did Kick-Ass Justice. Yeah, this is, in fact, a good movie. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you should make... It actually kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. All right, here's the statistics <laughs> for the film. The Tomato Meter gave this a 76%. This is an average rating of 7.1 out of 10... Total ratings being 267, and 204 were fresh, 63 were rotten. The wow. audience gave it an 81%. This is an average rating of 3.9 out of 5 stars. Total ratings, more than 250,000, baby. Um, IMDb gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Showtimes gave it a 3.8 out of 5. And then 82% of Google users liked this. Mm, nice. So it actually sounds like uh, the lowest is coming from the tomato meter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That tastes good. Fuck, man. <laughs> it's rancid. All right. I got a good segue. You know what's not rancid? What's that? <laughs> These critics' positive reviews. Critics' positive reviews. Typical. Oh, we got it. Uh, for now, let's just sit back and enjoy the film that comes along all too rarely. A film that will reignite your love of celluloid. <laughs> I like it. I do. Uh, despite the change in climate over the years, Kick-Ass remains a fun and thrilling Genre subversion ten years later. True. Which, yeah, if if you uh, ever watch this film, you're going to have a good time, I think. Yeah. As long as you're not, uh, I don't know, a movie hater. Shithead. 
Yeah, but it's fucking good, so watch it. Uh, the real scene stealers and showstoppers are Nicolas Cage and Chloe Grace Moretz as father-daughter crime-fighting crime team. True. Correct. I love that fucking Nicolas Cage is in this movie. Me fucking too, and his character is perfect, And dude. he's not like, yeah, he's not over crazy, he's not Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually playing like a good character. Yeah. Uh, Kick-Ass actually qualifies as a character-driven moody, movie and not a dominate, not a film dominated by its special effects. 150%. Yeah. It it's like, so good. Yeah, I just... I watched it this morning and I was like, fuck. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> just watching it. I know, when you said that, you're like, yo, you want to do Kick-Ass? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> mainly so because, good. like, I wanted to watch it yeah. <laughs> again, so I was like, what are your thoughts on Kick-Ass? <laughs> yeah, when you asked me, I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, I actually do like that movie. So, well, that's why we're here, guys. Yep. And lastly, isn't always pretty, but it's a brazen, irreverent, and wildly entertaining experience that distills the cliches and standards of the genre and turns them on their heads. Okay. True. Okay, okay. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess, if you're into that sort of dirty girl shit. But, uh... <laughs> How do you feel about those, dude? I do. I like them. Like, it is, like... It changes the whole genre because it's pretty much kind of set, like, in the real world. Mm-hmm. Where, like... Even in the movie, they were saying, like, how come no one's done this before? And then this friend was like, because they get their ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> I like the first, like, literally the opening scene, though, where you see a guy literally about to fly. And yeah. he just falls to the right into that death, cart. Yeah. Shit like that, which is, it's fun. It is really fun. And Miller World is starting to come up, dude. They have a nemesis, for example. That's, um, next to this is, that's one of my favorite Mark Miller. No, wait. Scratch that. He did... Old Man Logan. Okay. He wrote Old Man Logan, which is good. Wolverine, Enemy of the State, which is good. Uh, Kick-Ass, Nemesis. He's got a few. Well, he also did, uh, gosh dang Ultimates. It. He did the Ultimates for um, Avengers. Avengers Ultimate. Ultimate Avengers. There we go. That's the one. Hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, he, he did one of the books from, I believe it was Image... And it's it's literally like Harry Potter but violent, oh. and it's fucking cool. Um, first first order, something like that. Anyway, he's a good writer. That's yeah, all I'm trying like, to fucking say. <laughs> and I'm glad he's finally getting his dues. Yep, because he's put out a lot of work. And... Oh, the Magic Order. That's what it's called. The Magic Order. See, look at that. We get there. Fucking obviously. Just gotta think about it. Yeah, but guys, think, doofus is. I think ranked. I don't know if the one my favorites was. It's Old Man Logan, Kick Ass, and the Nemesis. Okay. Which, Which ne- Nemesis is coming up hot. I can't wait. And I already got, I already have all those books. So <laughs> Me too, because I got those when I was down in Vegas in the dollar bin, dude. Just I've, a fucking pack. I think I found it in the, like, the same spot you went to in Vegas. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they had a couple of them. Sleeping on them. Yeah, but you guys know who is also sleeping? These idiots on the Critics Negative Reviews. Critics Negative Reviews. Where do I stand on Kick-Ass? On the fence? Goggling with a mix of appalled fascination and guilty pleasure at the film's dark comedy and over-the-top violence. What's wrong with dark comedy and over-the-top yeah. violence? Absolutely nothing, James. <laughs> <laughs> Both its plot and inconsistent message seem little more than an excuse to show us a man explode inside an industrial-strength microwave. Okay. Mm. Whatever. Honestly, this movie is dumb fun. It's It never, I don't think, was going to win any awards. It's not, yeah, it's not... <laughs> Trying it's not to made send like to. the message like save the whales or anything like that. Yeah. It's just 
what would what would happen if someone actually tried to do this? Yeah, and then get in way over their head. Which is cool too, because again, it's an adaptation of a fucking comic book, so it's like you which, should have known to what to expect. What's the comic book is way darker. It, it's violent as fuck. It's fucking rough, and <laughs> ugh, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I just love. Well, obviously, like I haven't read anything fully. I started reading the newer ones, and you know, same mm. thing. I also read like the Hit Girl, and so it's like yeah. The, I don't know. It's, this, it's, it's a lot more violent. In this original book, it like his life fucking sucks. <laughs> like everything, he doesn't get the girl. He doesn't get any recognition. He gets the shit kicked out of him all the time. All this stuff. <laughs> Which and then it, it talks about it too. Um, how he doesn't really have a superpower, but it's like his damaged nerve ending, so he just stops feeling like pain essentially. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of sick. Too often, Vaughn oversteps his mark when his stylized use of violence is played out as entertainment, with young Moritz as the main attraction. Which, that's not a problem. She didn't care. Yeah. She fucking loved it. True. And I I hate that, though. I hate that this person's review is literally like, oh, there's violence in the movie, and you let a little girl fucking act it out. It's like... Eat a bag of dicks. All right. <laughs> what starts out potentially compelling devolves into a lame joke as resistant to feeling as its hero's deadened nerves. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, Nobody cares about your feelings either, bitch. Number five. It's deeply immoral to turn a 10-year-old girl into the bride from Kill Bill and pretend it's just a cartoon. Again. Is it, is it Bob? <laughs> They're mad that a fucking girl, a little girl is kicking everyone's ass. Yeah. Um, Which is actually kind of fucking funny, in my opinion. I do. I'll, yeah, it's funny because she's like, it's supposed to be what, 11, 12? Yeah. Just saying like the c word yeah <laughs> and like not giving a, just the filthiest mouth filthier than all the adults yeah which is why i like her character anyway because mm-hmm. she does such a fucking good job at it yeah all right let's get into these audience positive reviews audience positive reviews this may very well be the last funny comedy to ever come out of the u.s do not miss it it will probably take a long time until you get another <laughs> okay damn <laughs> uh, i still love this movie kick ass helped me help make some amazing superhero shows okay like oh. which one mm, i don't know daredevil <laughs> hey bring the violence baby yep uh they had so many chances to ruin this movie and they actually didn't the, the movie is funny and amazing to watch true good call uh, i rewatched this movie today and i was entertained that was a question mark at the end of it <laughs> oh fuck this person's dumb uh, hell yeah, this movie is amazing and there's nothing bad about it. Great characters, good music, just everything about it is just great. Good. Great good for you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is perfect from the beginning to the end. Great and compelling story, good action, very funny and good performances, especially Nicolas Cage and Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, can watch this over and over again without getting bored. Amen. Amen. Which, obviously, like we said, we agree with the whole Nicolas Cage and Chloe Grace. Yeah. Because they're great. <laughs> we like Hit Girl, because she's a fucking batter ass. Sure thing, baby doll. Yeah, and then fucking <laughs> blast her in the yeah. chest. I love that shit. Fuck, I just thought about that scene where he was dying. Yeah. And she's like, getting shot in the chest hurt a lot more than you said it would. He's like, it's because I was using low velocity rounds. <laughs> And I was like, oh, <laughs> the fucking sucks. Dude, such a good fucking connection there. That though. whole scene where he was on fire and still giving her pointers on what to do. Yeah. Fucking, I was watching, I was like, oh, God, dude. 
Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. So sucks. sick, though. That that duo right there is fucking fire. Perfect. That's all there is to it. But you know what's not fire? These audience negative reviews. Audience negative reviews. It was all right. Way over the top at times, but I guess it's a comic book movie. Okay. Whatever. Way to go, guy. Idiot. You have two human eyes. <laughs> you know who else does? Clowns. And you're one of them. Fuck you. Number two, this is an insult to every superhero movie. Well, it's not a superhero movie. It's a hero movie because he doesn't have superpowers, you fucking idiot. Have you seen Justice League? <laughs> have you seen Suicide Squad? Hey, Snyder Cut was all right. Fuck it off, was, dude. but the other Justice League was shit. Snyder Suicide Cut. Squad, though. Suicide fucking Squad fucking terrible. Garbo. Number three, <laughs> Kick-Ass is a movie I wanted to love, but couldn't get even myself to like it. The stupidity and the goofiness just did not work for me. Well, that's good. Don't watch it again. Yeah. Number four, I don't really have much to say about this film that it looked pretty fucking fake, boring, and mediocre. I don't understand why a lot of people praise this thing. Because it's good? Because we have taste. <laughs> Learn, bitch. <Good> taste. <laughs> The idea is good. The story is not good at all. Could have been way better. And there are only a few laugh-worthy scenes. Many people like might like this movie for what it is. But for me, it was another boring, forced comedy movie. Hmm. No, it was just funny and good. It was funny. You know what else is funny and good? Fun facts with James. <laughs> and now, fun facts with James. That's me. Uh, after being rejected by every studio they approached, Matthew Vaughn raised the budget at a dinner party and made the movie independently. Vaughn ultimately sold the movie to Universal for more than he had originally asked them for. Holy shit. That's because it, and it ended up turning out fucking great, yeah. so good job. Uh, in, the fi- in the final lines of the movie, Red Mist says, As a great man once said, wait till they get a load of me. He is quoting Jack Nicholson playing the Joker in the Batman. So good. Oh yeah. Uh, before ending up and... L- before ending up in Lionsgate Studios, the producers of the movie tried s- several other studios who had all the same ultimatum. We'll take it if you drop Hit Girl or make her 19. So stupid, dude. Yeah. Fucking cry about it, pussies. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage modeled his speech mannerisms as Big Daddy on original Batman Adam West. <laughs> According to Matthew Vaughn, Cage started acting out his lines this way at the first costume fitting. Vaughn was happy for Cage to continue this... Uh, with this performance in the film, citing his irritation with the gravel, gravelly voice of Christian Bell used in The Dark Knight. <laughs> That's pretty funny, dude. Yeah. You, get a, you get a little bit of mixture of two Batmans from Nick Cage. Dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig and Mark Wahlberg were considered for the role of Big Daddy before Nicolas Cage was cast. That'd be fucking weird. It would be weird. And it's just like... This this feels like a Nicolas Cage role. I agree. And I think he, I think he killed it, yeah. so... Uh, the name of the lead character, Dave, Dave Lazuski, was chosen at a charity auction run by Kick-Ass co-creator uh, and writer Mark Miller prior to the pr- production of the first issue of the book. The auction winner chose his own name to be used. Oh, that's sick. Dave Lazuski. Uh, after Kick-Ass first meets Hit Girl, we see Big Daddy standing in front of a billboard featuring Claudia Schiffer, the wife of Matthew Vaughn. Ah, that's fun. That's what's up. Uh, in the comic, Big Daddy's backstory about being an ex-cop was a lie. He was an accountant who was bored with his life and kidnapped his daughter and made her into a vigilante. Many fans preferred the film version, including Mark Miller, who said it would have messed up the structure of the movie. Uh, the comic artist, John Romita Jr., stated that Big Daddy's story in the film works better 
Works better stopping short. You love him better in the film. True that. True. Uh, the credits give descriptive names to several of DeMarco's goons for correct character attribution. Five of these goons are listed as Posh, Scary, Sporty, Ginger, and Baby. <laughs> Named after the Spice Girls. Spice uh, Girls again. Yeah. What's up? Cameo, Stan Lee, the man watching news footage. Really? Yeah. I had to go back and watch, watch it, it and it's like, it's the back of his head. Okay. It's just the back of a head, and then he kind of turns, and I was just like, oh, I guess that's him. That's kind of cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Stanley fucking cameo. It techni- like we were talking about, though, it's technically a Marvel movie. Yeah. Technically. Technically. <laughs> it's all under the same umbrella. He's a watcher. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage came up with his character's disguise that Damon McReady would have a mustache, while Big Daddy would have give would have an even bigger mustache via adhesive extensions. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, in the original comic, Mark Strong's character is named John Genovese. The Genovese is one of the one of the most powerful five families. Uh, Bonanno, <laughs> Bonanno, Colombo, Gambino, Genovese, and was it Lucchese? Lucchese? Mm-hmm. Of the mob. To avoid any trouble with them, the name uh, was changed to Frank D'Amico. Uh, at the same at the same time, doing a nod to The Simpsons, in which the mob boss of Springfield, Fat Tony, is named Anthony D'Amico. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Simpsons. Love you. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Platz uh, had to learn how to drive stick shift for the for the, his mistmobile in the film. After the movie was finished, he later said that he f- completely forgot how. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. I thought it was like riding a bike. Come on. I guess. guess not. Uh, the comic montage of Damien McReady, a.k.a. Big Daddy's past life, was illustrated by the artist and co-creator John Romita Jr. Obviously. Come on, dude. Can't tell the style. Dummies. Fucking loser. <laughs> According to Mark Miller, the C-word moment in issue three of the comic ultimately convinced Matthew Vaughn t- that this was a worthy project. <laughs> Which is why I think he was a great fucking pick for this yep. film. Good job. Uh, Red Mist is a term that is you... Get it together. <laughs> Red mist is a term that has been used to refer to a bomb disposal person who gets blown up by the bomb he or she is trying to defuse. This is basically what happens to Frank D'Amico, the father of Red Mist character, near the end of the movie. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Me neither. That's an actual good fact, guys. Yeah. I love it. Uh, rapper Method Man, an avid fan of Mark Miller, expressed interest in having a role in the film. Which he is, right? No. He's not? No. I thought he made a cameo in this one. Well, no, it would be cool if he did, but he just wanted to. Expressed interest. Oh, okay. Well, that would have been sick. It would have been cool if he was one of the guys in the hit girl scene, the first one. Mm-hmm. That would be tight. That would be fucking cool. In the original comic, Kick-Ass does not get the girl in the end. Like Boo! Sad day. <laughs> uh, the opening guitar notes of the track The Corridor played before Hit Girl Kills the Thugs in the Corridor is based on Kryptonite by the rock band Three Doors Down. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Didn't know that. If you listen, it sounds just like it. Now, Brad Pitt, who was good friends with Matthew Vaughn, was originally going to play the part of Big Daddy, but instead decided to do Inglorious Bastards instead. Great yeah. fucking flick. Good choice. Yeah. I think he'd be too extracting. I, I agree. Like, he's too, like, good looking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and again, I think this was a Nick Cage movie, like you were saying. Yeah, so. perfect for him. Uh, Mark Miller and Matthew Vaughn knew each other socially through Jane Goodman and her husband, but came to work together because of Thor, the movie Thor. Miller had sent Vaughn some suggestions for the Marvel adaptation, but Vaughn ultimately left the project. 
He came to Miller to see if he had any inter interesting ideas, nearly leading to a sequel to the Bible called American Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, as they were discussing that, Miller mentioned Kick-Ass and started sending Vaughn early, the early script for the comic. That's sick. So he was right there at, his, at, it, at its inception. Yep. Uh, Mark Miller pitched the idea for Kick-Ass to Matthew Vaughn when he met him at the London premiere of Vaughn's film Stardust. Oh, I didn't know he did that. That's fine. Stardust is good. Book and movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Dave and his friends are watching the news report on Red Mist, Chris D'Amico can be seen in the background. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I rewatched it. He's literally back there, like, smiling and just standing there. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Hit Girl's first, uh, Hit Girl's first interest wasn't working as well as it could. So it was Chloe Grace Moretz's own mother, who was present on set throughout filming, who suggested that they revert back to the comic book and have her daughter use the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. That'd be amazing. Just do it. Go ahead, okay. sweetie. It'll be cool. Just say it. Don't say it ever again, though. <laughs> uh, because he wanted to make a no-holds-barred, ultra-violent comic book movie, Matthew Vaughn deliberately chose not to seek funding from any of the major studios. That way, he figured he would not He would be free from unwanted interference and studio notes. Amen. Which worked. Which, I mean, it happens a lot on, I guess, a lot of these movies that we don't know it happens on. Yeah. But, like, the Spider-Man films or, like... Marvel films in general, not mm, there's always not some Spider-Man. The overseers yes. saying yeah. like, "Well, this ain't gonna work. You got to change this." Correct. The shareholders and shit like that, and that ultimately kind of kills the movie sometimes. Agreed. Uh, Mark Miller, you, Mark Miller actually prefers the film version to his own comic book. Well, okay, okay, I like that. Uh, Matthew Vaughn did the movie for free. The only condition is that he would be given the Mismobile after the filming was completed. In reality, he actually finds the car too powerful to drive. <laughs> no shit. That's <laughs> yeah. sick, though. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz trained extensively at a tr with a Toronto circus school before filming began so she could do most of her own stunts. That's badass. Yeah. Uh, the rights for the film version were sold before the comic book was first published. No shit. Yeah. That's the same with, like, Scott wow. Pilgrim. Oh, really? I think it was, I like, one either. or two books in, and then they're just like, we're making a movie. Yeah. That's cool, though. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's involvement with Kick-Ass largely came out of a reaction to his failure to secure the directing gig for Hancock. Oh, which that's fine. Yeah. I like this better than Hancock. True. And lastly, unlike Christopher Mintz-Plass and Lindsay Forsecker, who were playing high school students, Aaron Taylor Johnson actually was still in his teens during filming. He was 19. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shout out, dude. Shout out. Fucking youngins. <laughs> All right, dude. That's well, what we got. For that's what we got for part one. Kicker ass one. So here's the sponsors, and then we'll come back with part two. Be right back, baby. If you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover 3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. Welcome back. Well, we'll just jump right into talking about Kick-Ass 2. Because <laughs> it kicks ass too. Twice. As well. <laughs> uh, here we go. Kick-Ass 2 was released on August 16th of 2013 and was directed by Jeff Wadlow. The film had a budget of $28 million and went on to make $60 million at the box office. Holy goodness. Which, I mean, it did pretty damn well. Not yeah. as good as the first one, but uh, it it's also had a smaller budget. It so did. There's that. Weird. Um, here is the synopsis of the film. 
Dave, Aaron Taylor Johnson, a.k.a. Kick-Ass, and Mindy, Chloe Grace Moretz, a.k.a. Hit-Girl, are trying to live as normal teenagers and briefly form a crime-fighting team. After Mindy is busted and forced to retire as Hit-Girl, Dave joins a group of amateur superheroes led by Cole, oh, Colonel, or Colonel, yeah. Colonel, sorry, Stars and Stripes, Jim Carrey, a reformed mobster. Just as Dave and company start to make a real difference on the streets, the villain, formerly known as Red Mist, Christopher Mintz Plass, Plass? Plass? Plass. Uh, rears his head yet again. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Tomato Meter gave it a 32%, average rating of 4.9 out of 10, total ratings of 211, 68 being fresh, and 143 being rotten. Bummer. Jesus. The audience gave it a 57, uh, with the average rating of 3.4 out of 5 stars, total ratings of more than 100,000. IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10, Metacritic 41%, and 74% of Google users like this film. Yeah. God damn. That's pretty low. That is. That's really low. But, uh... I personally like the second film. How about you, James? I didn't well. Did as well. Okay, yeah. I think it was a good continuation of the first film. Um, it was just as actiony. It was definitely funny. Um, Jim Carrey's character was fucking great. True. And that's all you need to know. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just dive right in, our friends, to these critics positive reviews. Critics positive reviews. Retains a nearly identical tone to its predecessor, an, ac- uh, an accomplishment few sequels can boast. Um, occasionally confusing, but immensely enjoyable. Kick-Ass 2 is an ideal anecdote for the needing of fun comic book adaptation. I'll give it that. Amen. Reign in expectations, a touch before purchasing your tickets, and stay until the end of the credits for a treat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. And it is a treat. For the senses. While the character development and underlying premise of this installment are far more eloquently stated than they were in the first film, Kick-Ass 2, like its characters, suffers at times from a dual identity. Okay. Um, Kick-Ass 2 is a giddy kind of ride, offering up well-designed action scenes and a few perfectly aimed visual gags, but it never does much with its own satirical stylings. Hmm. Whatever. That sounds kind of... On the fence review. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, here are the critics' negative reviews. Critics' negative reviews. It's not enough to simply show violence on screen and call it entertainment. What a film has to say about the violence is critical. This film does not accomplish that. Shut up, they do. Damn. <laughs> Bad taste is precisely the idea here. However... Bad taste really isn't enough to condone some of the material. Okay. Dang. Again. (laughs) Uh, The only character that works is Stars and Stripes, but sadly, writer-director Jeff Wadlow only scratches the surface on his backstory. That could have made a much more interesting movie. That would have been fun. True. That would be pretty fun. I'd like to see it still. Uh, Has none of the original spark or sly humor, and it's become the empty reptile brain spectacle that the original's detractors accuse it of accuse it of being hmm okay dang reptile brain (laughs) okay (laughs) the action violence and ludicrous bloodshed are all on ample display here even if director jeff wadlow is not nearly as adept at shooting action as kick-ass one's matthew vaughn i would agree with that that is very true because i like matthew vaughn a little bit his his version or his adaptation a little bit better than 
this. It is, film. and he does know how to shoot a really good action scene. True. Uh, Kingman being Kingsman being the prime example. Yep. Yep. Which, yeah, first one is better than the second, in my opinion. But Kingsman the second is one another is fucking good. Mark Miller book. We didn't even fucking think about. Well, we talked about that. We did, but we didn't mention. We it. We didn't mention it. <laughs> Fuck. We just. Damn. But yeah, Kingsman. That's another one, guys. Yep. All right, and let's go ahead and jump into those audience positive reviews. Audience positive reviews. Man, why did people hate this amazing film so much? It's like the first one. It basically is the first one, except Nicolas Cage is not in it. Uh, Chris is evil, and Dave and Mindy are more developed. I'm honestly glad I didn't read reviews or see its score. I would have missed the this absolute gem. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't listen to people's reviews except for ours anyway. Yeah. Um, Form your own opinion, idiot. Yeah, guy. Badass scenes and characters top off how good this movie is. I would love a kick-ass three. We would, too. We've been waiting for (laughs) fucking eight years. A long time. Although not nearly as clever as the original... Or original as Kick-Ass 1, the flick is fun, violent, and full of plenty of super heroic action. Decent sequel with great acting. Shame there won't be a Kick-Ass 3. Oh, there won't? Is there not allowed to be? Maybe. I have no idea. Who knows? Number four. Funny, but not as good as the first. True. Well. Which, agreed. At least it's still funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a cool sequel to the first movie. I think they complemented each other well. I would love to see more films after this one. We all would. We're still waiting. But we can't. <laughs> Just yet. Yeah, I would say. Again, like it's not as good as the first, but it's still has its points jim carrey being one of them yep absolutely great character that they brought in mm-hmm. <laughs> such a fucking it's a really funny character it too. is uh yeah audience negative reviews audience negative reviews <laughs> <laughs> it just blanked out uh it it terribly falls flat at its attempt to replicate the wit originality and freshness of the previous installment okay i don't think it fell flat no but i think it's uh Definitely, it's not as good. That's all you need to say. Because even then, it doesn't make it a bad film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be its predecessor. Yeah. So, fuck off. I only enjoyed Mother Russia. I got through the whole thing, but as soon as I I let my guard down, the high school freshman kisses the high school senior. Gross power dynamic. Uh, and if the movie wasn't completely ruined before, it was then. Okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like... I was thinking about that while watching it. And then I just... It felt weird, obviously. Yeah. But she wasn't like... I assumed, trying to piece it together, that he was like a junior or some shit in the okay. first Kick-Ass. And then she became a freshman. Okay. And then I was just trying to like age him up a little bit. Yeah. To make it seem alright, but it still doesn't seem alright. Yeah. I get you. It was like a... Well, it was like that three-year age gap, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, but whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, back. Uh, I love the first one so much, but the second one, eh, not so much. <laughs> That's okay. You like what you like. It's fine. Uh, it takes the whole real life superhero thing away. It go. It wants to go to the action soap too much. Well, it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. Turns out, and you spelled whole wrong. You it's a whole idiot. Two, I don't know. You're a whole you, fucking idiot. <laughs> you used the wrong two. Yeah. Two with one O. Yep. What a piece of shit. Uh, one of the most horrendously messy and disappointing sequels to a film I've ever seen. Kick-Ass 2 needs to be avoided. By people like you. Yeah. Because you suck. You fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, but go going back to the first kick ass. We didn't. What would you give the first kick ass? Oh, first one. What did they? Well, what did they Seventy six. Seventy six. We'll give it. A, oh, no, I would have went with an eighty. I would have went with like an 80, 85 maybe. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll split the difference. Call it an eighty two and a half percent. Um, because I really liked it. It's definitely a movie that'll watch again. Um, and I think it's worthy of a higher score. So yeah. that's me, I, I like every time I go with like the first number that pops in my head. Yeah, and it was like eighty seven. Eighty seven for me because I, I really love this movie. Fuck yeah, dude! See, we would you would have brought the score up. I would have brought it up a tiny bit. Yep. But I'm trying to make jump points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to bang this bitch up. Yeah. All right. Um, what about for the second one? Fifty-seven and thirty-two. It's still like seventy-two. Boom. I would have given it a seventy-five. I would have said seventy-five. Yeah. I wouldn't have dropped too much, you know, because it's like, yeah, I didn't like it as much as the first, but I still really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and it was still a kick-ass film. Ha! Pun intended. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys already know how this goes, and now it's time for a little bit of fun facts with James. <laughs> And now, fun facts with James. That's me. Uh, the lines, the lines. Try to have fun, otherwise, what's the point? And yeah, there's a dog on your balls. We're both improvised by Jim Carrey. <laughs> no surprise, dude. <laughs> I would like to see more. What was left out? That was also improvised. Oh by yeah, him. Jim Carrey is Probably a fucking. So much. He's so good at what he does. It's unholy. Yeah. Uh, some of Red Mist slash the motherfuckers nastier moments from the comic, including murdering children and rape, were omitted from the film. Christopher Mintz-Plass's reaction was literally, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking... It's pretty fucking brutal. This I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know about that, because mm-hmm. I haven't read the original, but I mean, I could see where why they'd want to pull it out. Yeah, those two were, like, the worst parts about it. And then that happened within a span of, like minutes kind of yeah and then star wars is like hold my beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll kill the children yeah motherfucker. we got you uh, jim carrey only has seven minutes and 45 seconds of screen time and probably made the most money on this film more than likely <laughs> uh in the wake of the newton elementary school shooting in 2012 jim carrey refused to take part in any promotion campaigns for this film because he felt it no longer he because he felt he no longer supported it's violent content. Carrie is known for his personal distaste for guns and gun violence. Not unlike his character in the movie, who only has a gun, who only handles a gun one time and it is unloaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I didn't know that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. Teach their own. It happens. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Evan Peters was unable to reprise his role as Todd Haynes because of scheduling conflicts with American Horror Story. Similarly, Lindsay Fonesca was only available for a brief cameo as Katie Doma due to scheduling conflicts with Nikita. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, that's whack. It's, but yeah, fucking scheduling. Uh, Jim Jim Carrey bought his own props to look like the comic book version of Colonel Stars and Stripes. So sick. Yeah. Even, what did he have? What is this thing, like an axe handle? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was the axe handle his, as his weapon. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like a fucking, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> According to Chloe, Chloe Grace Moratz, uh, sequel to Kick-Ass Two would be an unlike would be unlikely because, as she called it, one of the number one pirated movies of the year, leading to disappointing box office returns. Slash Film debunked her claim, pointing to the fact that Kick-Ass Two wasn't even among the top ten most pirated films of 2013, and instead attribu- 
attributed to the film's poor box office receipts to the general consensus that the sequel never came close to the energy and smarts of the first movie, but as put by Jermaine Lucier at the time of the film's release, however, Matthew Vaughn, director of the first movie, has indicated that he still has plans for a Hit Girl prequel and a third kick-ass movie. Oh, shit. I hope that there's a third kick-ass movie, man. I hope so, just to, like, round off the trilogy and end it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at it right there. That's a fucking, like, axe handle. It almost does look like it, huh? (laughs) It's like a fucking cut-off bat, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, it cut off in the middle of it. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's Betsy Rose, though. There we go. It's her name. (laughs) (laughs) Where was that? Uh, When Mother Russia is destroying the police cars, Koro Blaniki, a traditional Russian song is which is widely known for appearing as the theme music for Tetris is playing. Oh, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, Colonel Stars and Stripes is a combination of two characters from the comics, Colonel Stars and Lieutenant Stripes. They're brothers. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, Mark Miller was actually delighted by Jim Carrey's disapproval of the film's violence. In his own words, Miller described it as, it's like saying a porno has too much nudity. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Uh, creators Mark Miller and John Romita Jr. have cameos as superheroes in the climactic battle between the superheroes and supervillains. No shit. Yeah. I didn't... Well, I don't know what these guys fucking look like, dude. I don't know what people look like. I just know them. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? You know the names more than the people. Yeah, they could be standing in front of me and I would mm-hmm. be looking at a fucking stranger uh, for sure. In a deleted scene in the film, just before the climactic fight starts, Eisenhower runs and bites the motherfucker's crotch. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah. In the comic for the first Kick-Ass, Dave states that he ch- he likes the television series Scrubs. In this film, Dr. Gravity is played by Donald Faison, who also plays Turk in Scrubs. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Now, when Minnie's going out on her date, she tells Marcus not to worry because she can kill a man with his own finger. Later, during the final battle scene, Hint Girl kills Black Death with his own finger. That's fucking funny. Hell yeah. Foreshadowing! <laughs> and last, uh, Mother Russia has a tattoo on her left arm, which you can see right after the scene... Where the motherfucker tries to rape Night Bitch. Translating in Russia, it reads, Don't fear, don't beg, don't believe. Damn. It's fucking heavy. That's, that's fucking thug, dude. Yeah. Typical Mother Russia, bro. <laughs> but that's what I got for those. Hey, those are some fun facts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for sitting through this with us for uh, probably about 40 minutes now. Something like that. Something like that. But uh, we, we enjoyed it. And I hope you did, too. Yes. <laughs> We do, because we're a unit. We do. We're connected. We do. We dock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. And you can make sure you're following our personals at xchief underscore beefx. And comic x Steve. Later. Later. This has been a Ripe Potatoes production. <laughs>